Welcome to Quality Living Made Simple. This is the podcast to help you create and maintain a quality life by maintaining simple solutions. My name is Joshua Rivers and I am your host. You can find out more information at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. I hope you enjoy this show and we'll share this with your social circles. Hi there, my name is Joshua Rivers, and this is the fifth episode for the Quality Living Made Simple podcast. You can access the show notes at simpleliving.us forward slash 004. You can contact me two ways, either through Twitter at Joshua W. Rivers, or you can send an email feedback at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. I need to mention that the show is brought to you by Deb by JR. That is the web design and develop business that I've started. And so I'd love to be able to help you with your website. I can help you with small business, with ministry or nonprofit sites. I can help you with a personal blog, any of those things. If you have any questions, I'd love to be able to help answer those as well. You can get some more information if you go to devbyjr.com. Last week on the show, we were able to have an interview with John Miller. And so that was an awesome thing there where he was talking about QBQ, the question behind the question, and specifically his new book, The Parenting the QBQ Way. And so we had a great opportunity to be able to share some stories. And so we were able to look at some things that we can be able to take from QBQ and be able to apply that to our parenting. And this week, we have the privilege to be able to speak with his daughter, Kristen, and she works with him in his ministry there with QBQ, but also she obviously grew up with QBQ. And so we're going to be looking at that particularly and what things that she was able to learn growing up and how she was able to learn them and some things that she's able to do now as she has grown up and not only teaching QBQ across the country, but also to be able to teach that to her family. But before we get to the interview, I'd like to mention the three people that won books last week. Last week, if you remember on the episode, I said that if you go to the website and you sign up, you can sign up for receiving a couple free books. And so from John Miller, that is. And so I had a couple of Parenting the QBQ Way books, and there was also one person that was going to win a bundle. And so I'd like to say thank you to these people and just acknowledge them for their participation and uh, taking the time to go and uh, do that. And so Wade Thorson and Jeremy Smith each won a copy of Parenting the QBQ Way and they'll be receiving that in the mail very shortly. And then also Dan Black was the grand prize winner, if you will, that was able to get the whole bundle of books. And so he got uh, the original QBQ book. He also got Flipping the Switch, uh, which helps to be able to implement QBQ. And then also Outstanding, uh, which was uh, John's book that he mentioned last week specifically for businesses. And then, of course, Parenting the QBQ Way. So he received all four of those books, and those are on their way to him as well. And so I'd like to say thank you to each of those for their participation in that. And so uh, I hope to have some other uh, giveaways, and maybe there'll be some books, maybe there'll be some products, or some services, different things like that. And so definitely stay tuned to that. And you can be able to find out more information uh, either by listening to the podcast or sometimes I may just have them on the blog themselves and may not be part of the podcast. And so you'll want to try to stay up with that if you can. 
And so now, uh, without any further ado, we'll go ahead and get right into the interview that we had with Kristen. All right, I'm glad today to be able to have Christine Linding with me. And so um, she is the daughter of John Miller, and I was able to interview him last week. And so it's a privilege now to be able to speak with her. And so uh, she wrote the foreword, actually, to Parenting the QBQ Way. And so it was a privilege. She was actually my first contact, uh, being able to reach out to the organization a couple weeks ago and so I've had some emails going back and forth and a few conversations through that. And so I have the privilege to be able to speak with her today. And so if you haven't listened to it yet, go back, listen to episode four, where I interviewed her dad. And you can be able to uh, get uh, the foundation for what we're going to be speaking about today. But today we're going to look at not just from the parent's perspective, but also from the child's perspective. Let's go ahead. And uh, Kristen, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Joshua, for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, no problem. I gave a little bit of an introduction, but why don't you go ahead and maybe tell us just a little bit more about you and what you do? Sure. Well, like you said, I'm I'm Kristen. I'm the oldest child of John and Karen Miller. Those are my wonderful parents, and there are seven of us kids, and I'm the oldest of the, the troop. So I uh, joined the QBQ team full-time professionally about five years ago, and I run QBQ live sessions, just like my dad does. And I go around the country working with organizations teaching the QBQ, personal accountability and and our core concept of QBQ. And I also help run the administrative side of the business. So I do a lot of email and, and sales and invoicing and marketing. Pretty much I, I wear all the hats in the organization, as well as daughter of the boss, which can be interesting. Very good, very good. Can you tell us maybe just a, a little bit, maybe you have a story or, or something as far as how you were able to learn a little bit about QBQ as you were growing up? Sure. People ask me that all the time. How did your parents teach QBQ to you? And you know, when you're growing up and your parents are working and developing a concept, you don't really ever remember a specific time where you learned it because at least in my experience, I was just around it all the time. So I vaguely remember my dad working another job selling management training in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I vaguely remember him quitting that job and saying, I'm going to go be a professional speaker. And then I vaguely remember him developing this concept called the question behind the question and teaching it to organizations and writing books. And I remember being in high school and helping him read through some of the book chapters and so I think it just was very organic in our family that QBQ was developed. My parents kind of were honing it and molding it, forming it while they were raising us. So it naturally was just kind of a symbiotic relationship where the two things were happening at the same time and probably feeding into each other. I think we were just raised this way. We were raised to to look at ourselves and say, what can I do to grow? How can I contribute I'm, I'm a part of a big family, and so if each person is asking that better question of how can I make a difference today around the house or with my siblings, then family just works a lot better when, when we're all able to practice personal accountability that way. So I don't think there was a specific time where I necessarily learned it, but my parents did model trying to eliminate victim thinking and whining and procrastination and blame from their lives, which was very important. So we saw our parents, while they weren't perfect, let me be very clear about that, uh, they were very good parents because they were always working on themselves. They were always trying to improve 
themselves. And we, we kids, we saw that. I saw that. And that's now something that I try to pass on to my kids and work on in my own life. It's always focusing on me and how I can grow and change and make a difference. Well, that's great. That's uh, actually kind of a very good introduction. I have a couple questions here that were submitted. And so you kind of touched on them a little bit. So we'll go ahead and see if we can take a look. There is uh, one person, uh, Wade Thorson, that he actually kind of has two questions in one here. I'll go ahead and read it. This is, what things did your dad do that had the most impact on you in changing how you ask questions? Was there a point in your life when you remember looking at personal accountability or has it always been ingrained in your thinking? Uh, so, so, I mean, especially that first part there, what things did your dad do that had the most impact on you in changing how you ask questions? Do you have any stories or any examples that you can think of? One, one story comes to mind, but it wasn't my dad. It was actually my mom. And my sister and I were close in age. We're two and a half years apart. Her name's Tara. And we were, I don't know, like 13 and 11 or 14 and 12, somewhere in that like early adolescent years. And we were doing the normal sibling thing where I probably shot my mouth off and hurt Tara's feelings and she started crying and, and ran to mom, whereas I wouldn't have tattled. I would have just slammed my door and done silent treatment. She decided to run to mom and tattle on me. And I remember this clearly because instead of sitting us down and yelling at us, my mom sat us down at the kitchen table and she looked at us and she said, girls, here's the thing. You are entering your teenage years. And people in our society are going to expect you to be catty and bratty and selfish and lazy because that's what our society expects of teenagers. But my mom that day, she called us to a higher standard. She said, you don't have to fall into that trap of just being like all the other teens. We come from a family where we value personal accountability and we value a higher standard and kind of exceeding people's expectations of us and so that day she really encouraged us to shed the typical the stereotypical teenage label and instead surprise people by being the type of teenager who asks better questions and makes a difference and instead of saying why can't I do everything my way instead saying well what can I do to learn from this situation and make a difference and grow as an individual that's one instance that stands out in my mind where my mom specifically sat down with us and tried to help us see how using personal accountability and the QBQ and just generally having a better mindset would help us make a difference in the way we are seen by the world and in how we succeed in the world as well. Anything, my dad, I mean, he just had fun with it. He would, he would jokingly ask some of the lousy questions, questions that begin with why, when, and who, and lead us to victim thinking, procrastination, and blame. He would throw some of them out, and we would guess, and we'd say, those are bad questions, and then he'd help us form better questions and help us find the QBQ in the situation or in the problem. So we just kind of made a game of it. I was out of the house at this time, but I do remember with my younger siblings, my parents had a QBQ point system. And so anytime one of my siblings would... Uh, go above and beyond or serve someone else without being asked or get a chore done without having um, mom having to nag them. They would get QBQ points and they kept a chart on the wall and then they'd get to pick out prizes if they earned a certain amount of points. So it just kind of became part of our family. I think specifically parents can really pass this on to their kids by talking about it and by uh, learning the QBQ tool it, themselves, um, how to form a better question, and then helping their kids if they're of the age to do so, which you can use it with 
you know, five, six, seven-year-olds, if you start that young, explain to them what a bad question is, give them some examples, and then explain to them what a better question is, what a QBQ is, and then help them find QBQs in their own lives that they can apply. That's good. That's good. I love those examples. Some of those actually I remember in the book. And so there is at least some of that, that in there. That's good. That's good. One thing I was thinking of that actually helps us sort of transition to this other question here is in the book mentions, and we can probably be honest that if we really look at not just ourselves and our kids or the way we grew up or whatever, but if you have a problem teenager that you you can look at it and you probably had problems as a toddler mm-hmm. as well. Yes. And so with this next question here uh, came from John Stolpe. He says, what are you doing now to pass down the QBQ legacy that your father has passed along to you? And so you have a couple kids at home yourself, correct? I do. I have a almost three-year-old and a six-month-old. So with that, are, are you able to do anything yet with them being so young that you're able to try to work with them and teach them even at that age as far as trying to ask better questions and so forth? You know, the best thing that I can do right now as a parent of young kids is focus on me. And so what I'm constantly trying to remind myself, and it's pretty easy to do considering I work with personal accountability all day long, is I am the only person I can change. You know, it's really easy to think I can change my husband. He's a wonderful man. But you know how marriage is. You're always trying to change the other person. And it's easy to think I can change my kids, but really I can't. I can only change myself. And that's the core in QBQ. That's that's the foundation of personal accountabilities. It's just that. It's personal. And so as a mom, I can only look to myself to improve my skills by reading books, by attending classes, by talking to my friends, by leaning on on, on God for support in all of this. You know, I can't necessarily yet teach my three-year-old how to ask better questions, but I can teach him through modeling. And as if I am modeling that, he is going to pick up on that. I mean, that kid, he is always watching me. The things he does, the things that he figures out just by watching me, it's kind of scary sometimes how much they catch on. So I'm just, I'm really trying to make sure that, you know, if I even catch myself starting to complain I shut my mouth because he is, he hears that and he knows that. And, and I want him to hear only good things coming from mom. And that, that's tough when the days drag on, especially in this winter in Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, our kids are definitely a mirror of ourself. And so I, I found myself, I have two kids myself. I have a son that's six and my daughter's getting ready to turn four And so uh, there have been several times that my kids would be doing something and then I would start to get onto them for doing that. And then I would realize that they were just doing what I had been doing. Right. They were just copying what I was doing. And so I I still had to follow through with the punishment, but then I had to turn around and say, okay, yes, I've done this too. Yes. And I need to stop doing this myself. I need to get better at this myself. And so it's not an easy thing to do, but... Uh, some of it has actually been prompted by my wife reminding me <laughs> of the fact that I, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had to constantly catch myself. So that's very true that our kids are always trying to model us. Yep. They're always watching, whether we like it or not. Just kind of going back, you mentioned about when you're growing up that you had that uh, point system, uh, the QBQ points. 
just just a question is there uh anything in the that can be bought in any kind of product or anything that that goes along with that that people might be able to get a hold of to implement you know there's not but that's a great idea i'll have to design something yeah there you go and so i i happen to think about that and so we thanks for that hey not a problem and so i i've heard of similar things in school they uh, my kids, I don't know how however many people may, may do this. I don't remember back to kindergarten myself, but my daughter, she's participating in a kindergarten class, and they get tallies. And so it's it's not just a little mark on the board. It's actually the, the colored wire brushes kind of thing. And so, and so, I mean, you can use it for crafts, but uh, to them, these are, uh, most of them are bad. Oh, fun. And so there's some good tallies, but there's some bad tallies. And so depending on how they act, if they do something wrong, they get, if they talk back to the teacher, they get a certain color tally. If they push someone, they get a certain color and so forth. And, but if they're good, they get a, another t- kind of tally. And so, and then they can save them up and get some better ones. And I think there's even some rewards that they can get when they get to a certain point so that that's kind of what kind of sparked my thought on that when you when you started talking about having that point system and so that that'd be a very good thing Mm -hmm. and so especially now that i'm thinking about it this is just off the top of my head that even at uh, the younger ages and so i mentioned mine are six and three going on four yeah it's a great idea well we might not be able to teach them directly the the QBQ we can teach by modeling but then also we can try to encourage certain actions and and so forth and reward those if you guys don't come with something I might have to come with something on my own as well just at least in the meantime and so if if you do let me know and I'll uh, be the first to get a hold of one all right that's all the questions that were submitted to me is there anything else that uh, you'd like to add regarding QBQ personal accountability growing up in it any kind of stories that you have that uh, you think would be helpful for the listeners? I just, I think I'm, you know, I'm a new mom. I've only been doing this for not even three years. And I think it can be very overwhelming to start off. So I just want to encourage parents out there. You know, there's a lot of books on parenting. There's a lot of different techniques and tools. And I found myself wanting to read all of them and feeling like I was missing out. And if I just chose one, then, then I must be doing something wrong because uh, some of the books disagree with each other. So I just want to encourage parents that parenting the QBQA is the best option, I believe, for the actual parent. It's not necessarily going to tell you how exactly to handle certain problems with your children, but what parenting the QBQA is going to do is it's going to help each parent as an individual improve. And like I said earlier, helping me look at myself to see what I'm doing. That's possibly just exacerbating situations with my kids. And with all the books that I've tried to read and all the parenting tips I've tried to pick up, and I finally just realized, you know what? It's as simple as as listening to my kids and and teaching them and modeling the right behavior. And I think that we complicate things too much. So I just encourage people pick up the QBQ or the parenting, the QBQ way book. And it's one of those things you can start implementing immediately. You don't have to do it perfectly, but you can just start trying and better to try than not have tried at all. Definitely. Um, that actually reminds me years ago, I was in a, a revival service. Actually it was a whole conference. It was three, four days long or something like that. And one of the speakers got up and during his thing, he was he was talking. I can't even remember the exact topic that he was on, but 
he came to a point and he stopped and he said, now we come to these conferences and we hear all these different things that we need to implement into our life and you can implement into our churches and we can do all these different things and we tend to get overwhelmed. And he, he said, don't think about everything. Just try to find one thing. Yeah. Take that and work on that and improve on that and just take that step. And so it sounds like uh, and it definitely would be the way to go here is uh, don't get overwhelmed by everything that's out there. Find something and work with it. Yep. And then just be consistent. Definitely. And uh, like you said, the QBQ, the probably the best place to start because it starts in the it starts in the mind, starts in the heart. Exactly. And so, and that, and when you work on that, it'll start to flow out from there. That's great. That's great. As we wrap up here, why don't we go ahead? Why don't you go ahead and let everybody know how they can be able to find out more about you, uh, maybe be able to get in contact with you. Sure. So again, my name's Kristen Lindine. I can be reached at via email at Kristen K R I S T I N at qbq.com. Kristen at qbq.com. You can hit our website at qbq.com and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook. Just search QBQ and you'll find us. All right. Excellent. And so, all right. Well, Kristen, I definitely thank you for uh, taking the time to be able to talk with me today and be able to share these things with our listeners. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. You have a great day. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right, that was a great interview. I think that was a very good perspective to be able to talk with her and be able to get the perspective from a child growing up with QBQ and some of the results that we can see from that and some of the practical things that we can be able to do to be able to implement those into our own lives as well as we try to parent our children and try to teach them better ways to be able to grow up and to be able to take accountability for themselves as they um, are still young and before they make the mistakes that we made as we grew up as well. And so I definitely hope that you enjoyed that. If you would, uh, please share this with your social social circles. If you would, you can share this on Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and so forth. Uh, you can also go ahead, if you would uh, be able to, go to iTunes and be able to uh, leave a uh rating there for me and so I'll be able to leave a review and so I would appreciate that and then also on Stitcher you can uh, click on the little thumbs up there and that'll be a a help to me as well to be able to uh, help promote the show and then also I'm definitely hoping to be able to get some feedback from you if you have any questions if you have any comments uh, anything that uh, maybe that you've done or maybe you've thought of that uh, we can be able to do to implement in being able to become better parents to our children and be able to especially teach them how to uh, have better accountability for themselves. So again, you can access the show notes for this at simpleliving.us forward slash 005. And then if you scroll down, you can be able to leave a comment right there. And I would definitely appreciate that. Next week, I'll be sharing an interview that I had with Dave Stahoviak. And he is a podcaster, and he podcasts at coachingforleaders.com, and he does uh, several other great things with leaders and with teaching and helping to be able to spread some better ways to be able to speak and be able to do different things like that in leadership. And so I was able to talk to him about core values, and so we'll be sharing that interview uh, next week. And so there'll be uh, several resources as well that are going to be available to help uh, to 
be able to put together some core values, some differences between core values and uh, mission statements and different things like that. And so uh, I hope that you will stay tuned next week for that. And so I'm definitely looking forward to that. I definitely want to say thank you one more time for you taking the time to listen to this podcast. And I hope that you come back again next week to be able to hear that interview. God bless. Thank you.